Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. Today, the leader that we have on center stage is Tina Parker. She is the owner, coach, founder, all amazing things at Lead Outside of the Lines, or excuse me, Lead Outside the Lines. I want to make sure we get that right. Um, so I'm really excited to have Tina on board. We're going to do as we always do and dive right on in to the deep stuff. You ready, Tina? Let's do it. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> yes. What is your why? My why? Um, well, I will share my first leadership retreat was in eighth grade. So it's kind of been a lifelong journey, um, of leadership and, I have found that when people really step into who they are and can bring their full value to the table and they are aligned with the vision that they hold in their in their mind and their heart, that it ignites people. It ignites them, right? And it ignites the people around them to create more, to have better opportunities and possibilities. And so my why is really just to help those who are visionary leaders and who have a big dream to step into it so they can create what they really want. And that creates space around them for others to do the same. So when did you step into your leader role? Hmm. Good question. Um, (laughs) Eighth grade. You kind of teased a little bit. We could go at eighth grade. grade. (laughs) We can start there. Um, I I think so kind of, it's a bit of a definition, right? What's the definition of leadership? Because sometimes people go, well, I don't have the title. I don't have the status. I'm not really a leader. But I think what people are missing is that we're always influencing even ourselves to just even get out of bed. Yeah. Right. And so if you're influencing anybody, you're leading. And from that perspective, I mean, I think we just start from when we're born. But I will say the first time that I really stepped in from a, um, a business standpoint or a corporate standpoint is when I joined the military. So I joined the Air Force straight out of college. Um, And, you know, when you come in as a new lieutenant, you're in charge of people, people who've been there for maybe 20 years at that point doing the job, right? And so it's a totally new environment and you really get a crash course on servant leadership if you're doing it well and doing it right. So I would say that that's probably the official first time, but prior to that, probably in sports, right? A lot of us played sports growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And you take on leadership roles then too, because you're always influencing somebody. And when you were, you know, in sports, I'm just going to jump into that one. Did you find yourself as just kind of like the natural coach or did you learn and absorb a lot of 
the what not to do's and the what to do's from those natural leaders that you were being influenced by in sports or where did you lie early on in that? Yeah, that's, that is a great question because I was very fortunate in that I was a military brat too. So we moved around. Um, so I had a lot of opportunities to meet different people in different places. And I had amazing coaches growing up. I mean, I did cheerleading, gymnastics, soccer, like you name it, I did it. Um, and amazing coaches. And what I found is that, like I said earlier, when I could show up and really just bring my gifts, it always helped me move forward faster. And I kind of, I kind of did find myself just in that coaching environment. You know, it's so interesting because I really started the company about three years ago, but if I'm honest about it and talk to other people who have been involved with me throughout my life, they all say the same thing. Like, well, of course you're doing coaching. Like it's just who you are. Yeah. So. I, I ask that and I kind of led us down that path because I think there are things that are innate to us and we for a long time don't realize that that's um, a skill because it comes so innately to us and leadership and uh, coaching and helping others in the way that you do is one of those things that um, I think we don't recognize early on unless we were you know, unless it was coach, I was blessed to have, um, this title of bossy when I was very young. Um, Love it. my grandmother and my mom would always just say, you're so bossy It on the playground. You'd have all of the kids in a group over here and a group over there. And you were saying what you're going to do and what you're going to do. And, uh, it's just funny. Cause to me that just came naturally. And so my, next question is, you know, this came so innately to you, this natural leader, this coach, this rallying everyone else and likely boosting them up to win the game, to get through the day, to fight for our country, all of those things. When did you recognize that that doesn't come innate to others and that you could be pivotal in helping others do that? Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because most of the time when it's something that comes so easily and naturally to us, we don't see it. Yeah. Right. Because it just is. And I remember um, I was a director of communication for a Department of Homeland Security Operations Center. And I was doing a stint um, and I guess it was a growth stint um, with the intelligence shop. So I was back in the intel shop doing operations and somebody I'd worked with for a long time. She looked at me and she goes, you know what you do, right? And I looked, I was like, you're going to have to give me a little more than that. Like, I don't, where, where are you going with this? Yeah. And she's like, you bring out the best in people, no mm. matter where you are. And I literally sat there. I was like, oh, well, thanks. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. But then I remember she said, and that's not normal. Like, you just can't teach people that you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was like a challenge, right? I was like, oh, no, I think you can. I know you can. You can teach people to be able to connect and hold space and really be attuned and be present and create. I was like, mm, challenge accepted. Let's figure out how we do that. And so that's kind of how, um, actually, that's probably the catalyst, like one of the breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. For this whole journey. And then from there, this, this, not that you didn't know it, right? I think you probably internally knew this innate thing that was happening, but then this, this moment of being, I guess, validated, let's call it. And like, Hey, 
not, the funny thing about what you just said was instead of it just being, oh yeah, thanks. I do do that. You were like, challenge accepted. <laughs> Where do we go from here? You are one of those humans that um, is just like, okay, next level, like level up, level up. Yeah. So tell me how Outside the Lines came to be. And yeah, what was the journey to get from what you say, uh, three years? The business is now three years old? Yeah. So the, the official business is three years old. Um, and it actually it comes on the heels of um, an 18 month opportunity that I had to go back active duty Air Force. Um, and we're in 2020, 2019 and 2020, um, to work with the Air Force Innovation Catalyst, AFWorks. It was a brand new community, brand new um, opportunity to really think outside the box. It was the Air Force's way of bringing people together who did lead outside the lines, right? Who thought outside the box, who were always questioning, how do we do this? How can we do it better? And we lowered the barrier of entry for small businesses to come work with us. We gave airmen an opportunity to have a voice and bring their ideas. And so it was really, how do we do this different? How do we make the Air Force a better place to serve, a better place for small businesses who have ideas that we've never even thought of, right? To come in and share what they know, their expertise, and help us see what's possible that we weren't even aware of mm -hmm. at the moment. And so being in that environment with that group of people who created space for everyone to throw out crazy ideas, to really think in a very different way and go, okay, maybe we tried something like that in the past. How might we do it different now? How might we create what we really want to create? And we have this vision and Fast Company actually recognized us um, as the number 16 best workplace for innovators in the world. Oh, and we're wow. a government agency, like that is not normal, right? And so that really sparked this um, kind of a dormant spark, I will say. I've had it for a long time, like knew that this is what I wanted to do. But that opportunity really just reignited that spark in me to create space for visionary leaders to go after what they most want to create in their life. Because life is too short. We have this moment. We get to do what we want to do with it. Yeah. So that's an incredible journey. And I love I love the term you use was dormant, dormant spark. <laughs> I just had, I'd never heard that before. And I love that because yeah. I think, especially as entrepreneurs, especially when we're talking about the origins of where our purpose has come from and the intention we set for our business, we never want to say, oh, I thought of it yesterday. Right. But yeah. I think the majority of us truly have these dormant sparks in this. Um, if we're really, truly leading with our heart, our passion, um, mm -hmm. that is there somewhere. And, and that's what I love to try to like find on the show and, and dive deeper. So I'm going to challenge your why a little bit. Okay. You, your why is helping leaders step out to be their greatest self. But I want your deeper why, if you take away the vehicle of being a coach, and if you take away the why of others, what is Tina's why? Mm -hmm. I knew you were going to go deeper on this. <laughs> I did. That's what we do here. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, well, and because it's very raw. I mean, yeah, I, I've taken a bit of a trajectory in my life that's, I wouldn't call it normal, right? Moving around a lot. Um, I was a cheerleader in college and then came in to be an officer in the Air Force. So I've always been a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've actually had to really consciously 
keep myself out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing about leading outside the lines is I'm a female, right? Bubbly, happy-go-lucky cheerleader, gone military officer. So there's an environment, there's expectations in certain environments and you get it in corporate and you get like, there's environmental expectations and growing up, we have expectations placed on us, right? Yep. And when you feel like you're out of alignment, it's a burnout. Like when you are, when you are out of alignment, your purpose, your value, what you really want to bring to the world is not in alignment with how you're showing up mm-hmm. in your job or in your family or anywhere else. It is a recipe for burnout. And I went down that path. I, re- I was doing all the things for everybody. And I will share with you in the audience, because I know some people can probably resonate with this. Um, in a four-year span, I lost a child, had a child, beat cancer, mm-hmm. and then got divorced. And so clearly, like even if I was doing well at work, life was not working. Right. Something wasn't right. And I realized that's what it was. I was chasing after the things I thought I was supposed to be doing to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it wasn't in alignment with who I really was and what I wanted to bring to the world. And so in those moments, I really had to dig deep and go, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I don't get to sell out. I get to really show up. Mm -hmm. And I want to help other people do the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, what I call being selfish. And people, yeah, and, very good way. and it's good, right? Exactly. I was gonna say, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to say that. And I'm boldly saying that as part of my why is definitely to be selfish because we're told all our life that the first time you fly, what are we told? Put the mask on before yourself. But what do we, as especially females, and what do we, as anyone who has any other responsibilities in this world, which every single one of us does, male, female, moms, fathers, husbands, all of us, what do we do? We self-sacrifice over and over and over again in small and big ways, and we're not putting that mask on before us. And so I think what I'm hearing is outside of the lines is helping people do what you've done, which is put that mask on before them, before others. Absolutely. Because literally you cannot be a strong leader of yourself and others if you don't have your mask on. Yep. Like your oxygen mask. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and one of the things that I'd love to share with people too, is I realized I was that person, that leader who was showing up like, don't stay late, go take care of yourself to everybody else mm-hmm. that I was meeting, but not to me. Yep. And so when the candle burnt out, literally, it was like, okay, now what? But I realized they're watching me, mm-hmm. right? They're watching what I'm doing, not listening to what I'm saying or listening to what they see me doing. Yep. And so, yeah, really just showing up powerfully for yourself. It gives others permission to do that for themselves too. Mm-hmm. And we need more people because society has really put a ton of pressure to be selfless. Like the moment I said the word selfish, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you don't see Tina's face. But the moment I said that, even you who knows that's what we need to do, even your facial expression was like, wait, but I need to caveat that, that that's a good thing because it's such, it's such a unexpected or there's a negative connotation to the word selfish. Um, So I want to dive into, I love that. I love that that's what you're doing for people. We need more of that. I want to talk about before we go into the nitty gritty of what it looks like to be in the outside of the lines, 
world and community and working with you. One thing that I got really geeked out about, and maybe it's the psychology major in me or what, but I got really geeked out about the science-backed element to your your programs and the way that you approach coaching. I want to hear more about what that looks like. Oh, I would love it. Yes. Um, So I'm the why person, right? My whole life, I'm like, why does that work? Why is that the deal? And so um, I went into brain health, neuroencoding, neuroscience to really understand what's happening inside Mm -hmm. of us. Because in most, a lot of leadership programs, they don't work Mm -hmm. because they tell you change your actions, change your behavior, which yeah, you have to at some point. But what we overlook is the drivers that make us either take certain actions or not, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we avoid and procrastinate, hesitate and all the things, right? And so I really wanted to understand how is it that people are wired? Like, why is it that I'm not getting up to go to the gym, even though I got a plan and I know what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's that science backed part of it is in the coaching, we go into your internal structure. So my framework is scale up and the S is for structure because mm-hmm. structure creates culture. And we talk about that in organizations, but we don't talk about it as it pertains to ourselves and our internal structure, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings our purpose, our mission, our identity, like all of these things, our values, they all come together to create who we are and why we do certain things and don't do certain things. And so we dive into the neuroscience of here's how the human brain is wired, right? And case in point, we're wired for safety and security, Mm -hmm. right? I'd love it if our brain was wired for optimizing accomplishments and performance, (laughs) but we're just not. (laughs) It's just not what it is, right? And so when we feel like, oh, I'm afraid to go do this, or I'm feeling resistance around something, we interpret it as, oh, that's bad, or I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes. And that's not true. What is true is that your brain is filtering out things that are not familiar to it because it's like, nope, nope. I know what's kept me alive and that's okay, even though it may not be great, right? But if something's unfamiliar to me, forget it. I don't know what's on the other side of it. Don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can shift that um, through visualization. We can shift it through the inner talk. We all have an inner critic, mm-hmm. right? Inner self-talk. And so when we understand what's happening, we can kind of we can give ourselves a break and some grace and have some compassion and shift. And that's the biggest thing is like, you know, this world's changing so fast. There's yeah. no way that we can know what's coming and know exactly how to approach it every single time. But when we know ourselves and we know how to put ourselves into a creative state instead of a reactive state, we can come up against anything and be the rock amidst the crashing waves of all the crazy circumstances. So that's my love of the neuroscience side is really understanding how we function and how we can shift in the crucial moments. I think that's really powerful for people to get to experience and learn from you through, you know, the services you offer and then the speaking that you do, um, because it, it is so easy for someone to say, these are the things you should do. But like you said, but why and how does that actually work for me? Where's the, you know, we are all in elementary school, right? Fifth, sixth, seventh grade when we're doing our very first science projects. And what is the very first thing we do is we hypothesize. We figure out, well, okay, if I do this and this, 
What do I expect to happen? And then we drill down to figure out how to prove or deny that thought. And we, yeah. we do that very early on. And then, then the rest of the time we're just being led by the blind. We're just blindly being led by society's expectations by the, and I'm not dog and coaches, but the, the coach or the boss or the mom or whomever is in your life, the mentor who is saying, this is how you do it. Promise you, if you do it, it worked for me, it'll work for you instead of those deeper truths that our body is wired for. Absolutely. And the fact is just because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. Because you're wired different. Yeah. Right. And so that's why, I mean, I, I've done all the programs that are like, get up at 5 a.m. and do these things. It sounds fine. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. It works for some people. Uh, 5 a.m. and I are not friends. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. It could. If yeah. I want, if I wanted to shift my mindset around it, I could. But it doesn't feel good for me. Right. right. And so that's, I, I agree with you 100%. We, we box ourselves in and we don't do it on purpose. Like, let's just be honest. We box ourselves in by these expectations that are put on us mm -hmm. when we're young. Yeah. I mean, we don't have time to go into all the science, but the subconscious mind, I mean, you're pretty much 95% set by the time you're seven years old. Uh -huh. And I don't know about you, but I, that kind of sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the, the reason why, and I, we're totally already like, you're right, we don't have time. And I already can tell yeah. that we need to have you back on for one of our experts on center stage segments. But um, when you say that kind of sucks for you, the reason it sucks for you and reason it sucks for a lot of us is because there's these expectations. There's this very black and white, you know, you go to school Monday through Friday, you have to function nine to five, you get a nine to five job, you, you wake up at this time and these are the things you do. And if 5 a.m. isn't your friend to be productive, but 5 a.m. might be your your friend to meditate or your friend to work out. Or maybe 5 a.m., like you said, is not your friend at all. There's the we need to learn and be okay and have a guidance yeah. through that it's not as black and white as you would think in 2023, this world, we would realize that a little better now, but I think we're on our way there. But yeah. We're on our way there for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think I really did a great job at finishing that thought, but I, I love the idea that uh, you're breaking down some of those barriers. I think that's where I wanted to go with that. Yeah. And, and they just subconsciously build up. We don't wake up in the morning and say, I would love to sabotage myself today. Right. That doesn't happen, but we do it. Mm -hmm. And until we're aware of how that's happening and why, then yeah. we can't change it. It just is a repeating pattern. But if we can interrupt those patterns and shift it in a way that's aligned for us, then it becomes natural. Yeah. And then we actually generate more energy around it. So people that are like, I don't have enough time. I'm so tired. Well, there are certain ways that we operate that drain our energy, that suck our time, right? And we can change that. We can make adjustments, but it does start with really understanding ourselves and what works mm -hmm. and then getting clarity around the vision of what we want to create aligning our actions with those things and then showing up as creative leaders and engaging ourselves and others yeah in, in a grander vision than where we currently are because we all have one we mm -hmm. all have this grand vision inside of us yeah we just sometimes don't have the courage or the know the pathway to mm -hmm. take the next steps but we can mm -hmm. and i think the other thing that 
um, hopefully, you know, through leaders like yourself, more and more people are getting the opportunity to do is to actually a be asked the question. I think a lot of us are never posed. What is that deep, amazingly beautiful vessel of creative thoughts and, and mojo and all this energy that you have inside of you that, you know, maybe creative is a limiting word because people think they're not creative. I, I own a branding agency and for half my life, I said I wasn't creative. So clearly, you know, we have these, these thoughts that aren't yeah. true, but you know, there's a lot of us who's never been stopped and asked or even thought that it was our place to share it. Yes. So I wanted to ask, and we're going to go a little over on time here. I hope you're all right with that. I'm um, good. What does it look like to work with you? What is, are we, I obviously, I know you're a speaker. I know you're a coach. Are we one-on-one -on -one with you? Are we in-person virtual? I want to learn a little bit more what it's like inside, outside the lines. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. There's actually a couple of different ways. Um, I do do, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. I also run a mastermind called Momentum Experience, and it's around the scale up framework that I, I mentioned a little bit um, about to help people really move forward faster, get out yeah. of our own way so we can create what we ultimately want in our life and our business with harmony. Um, I do VIP days. I do speaking as well. But there is an easier way, right, to just sort of get into it. And you mentioned the questions. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a micro guide that I would love to share with your audience. And it's about the power of connecting with your vision. So it's three steps to cre creating your ideal future, right? And it mm -hmm. speaks directly to what you just said. We don't ask ourselves the questions mm -hmm. that are needed, right? To create and percolate those answers that are already inside of us. Mm -hmm. So in that micro guide, there's three steps and there's two questions for each step that helps to bring out that ideal vision to unlock possibilities to actually take a step forward and then align your actions so that you can create it. And what is that micro guide called? Yeah, it's the power of connecting with your vision. Okay. Three steps to creating your ideal future. Awesome. And I'm imagining you have a great link I can throw in the show notes for that. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yep. And, and you I can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. And if you anybody who wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, just send me a DM and say purpose. Okay. that's where you heard it. Yeah. And I'll get it over to you. Perfect. Okay. And we'll also put it in the show notes. And we, we went in a fun direction today, but really quick, because I want to make sure we get this high level thought. If you're a listener and T, I mean, I want Tina, I want you to queue up. Who is this for? Listeners, I want you to put your ears on and I want you to hear for yourself. Because as soon as you hear that this is for you, we want to make sure you're clicking that link and, and getting that free guide. Why are we not answering six heck, six questions that we've probably never been asked before? So who is this for? Absolutely. So this is for the visionary leader, the person really who's probably checked all the right boxes, quote unquote, mm -hmm. to get to a certain level of outward success or traditional success in their life. But there's still that dormant spark that we mm -hmm. talked about, right? That spark that's in there that says, there's more for me. Mm -hmm. I have more to bring. I want to contribute at a higher level. Some of them, you're actually burnt out. You're on the brink of burnout because you're trying to do all the things and you're not fully aligned. So let's get you aligned so that your energy is there, so that your creative ideas are there. You can create possibilities. That's who this is for. And men and women? Absolutely, yes. In yeah. fact, it's I'm probably about 50-50. Nice. Men coming to work with me and women. And what's interesting is um, my military background, right? Ah. Mostly men. 
-hmm. And I find that regardless of whether it's men or women, we all get to a place in our lives where we've, we've created a certain amount of success and we still feel like that's it. Yeah. There's gotta be something more here for me. And it's because we have not fully tapped in to our genius. And it doesn't mean you have to leave your job. You can, if you don't have to, right. right? Some of us go on and build new things in our lives. And some of us just want to have more time and freedom and energy to do what we really want to do without sacrificing the success that we've built already. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then nationally here in the US, I know you're on the West Coast, you're in California. So if obviously in person, I'm imagining that's for your local community. But anyone here, I'm I'm imagining US, are you expanded beyond the US? For right now, it's US based. Um, A lot of the work that I do is virtual. So you can be anywhere in the world, literally. Um, But uh, it's open to everyone. I mean, everyone who is willing and ready to commit and step in to your higher vision. Awesome. Well, I want to make sure listeners that if you heard some buzzwords that make you feel like Tina knows you already, let's answer those six questions, get into her world, get outside of the lines, get inside outside of the lines and start (laughs) deepening your purpose um, through those questions, through the show, through other things that Tina is doing, because I know you are are speaking and you're spreading this word everywhere. So I love it. Um, So I just want to advocate for people to tune into you because I'm very impressed with what you're doing. I love the science back guys. I sent Tina a message before today, just telling her how valuable that science-backed element is because it's not out there. There's very few coaches that are taking the extra time and energy and brain space to really back these coaching, this guidance that's being given with this deeper piece of us, which is our just body biology. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. So many coaches are telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm helping you step into being your best self. It's not about doing, it's about being. Being your best self. We have to end with that. That is what we all need. Tina, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, again, show notes for that link. Tina on LinkedIn. That's Tina Parker with Outside the Lines. And uh, thank you again for being here. All right. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast, and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 